Uh. <laughs> <laughs> About now. Thousands of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's not me. I'm muted myself. No, it's me, Joe. Oh, <laughs> okay. Another episode of this thing. <laughs> uh, today we have Joe back. Yeah. And, uh, Jumper Cables is here. Sorta. Yeah. Mm. And uh, I'm hurt and tired. We're gonna make it through this because we're gonna be excited because Infinity War came out and uh, blew our dicks off. Yep. And uh, I kind of want to ask Joe. So, Joe, how much of the comic stuff did you read? Did you read all of it? I think I read maybe the first two, but I pretty much um, So, so Thanos uh, Quest and Infinity Gauntlet? Uh, I think like, <laughs> I think not much, but uh, not like the first two. I, uh, crap, what is it? I'd forgotten how it's set up. Because if it was those two, then you read the most essential ones. Yeah, I think. Are you saying you read the first two issues or the first two arcs? <laughs> I think. What is the shorter one? I think it was probably that one. You probably read Thanos Quest. Yeah, maybe. Thanos Quest which, was which is good. Was, Thanos Quest was six issues. I think I read two issues. So issues. That's what I'm going for here. Issues. Okay. So, so you okay. didn't do anything I, at all. No, because that's pretty <laughs> much. I mean. You were going to try and make that last show? <laughs> I was going to try it while I thought I could cram all of it in that day. And I was just so busy. No, that it, it was it, a bit of reason. No. It yeah. didn't happen. There's definitely a reason why I yeah, sent yeah. all that stuff to you guys a month in advance. <laughs> right. I kept putting it off, procrastinating. I apologize for I just all I thought right. I could put it at the very end. Okay. So we won't start with Joe because he basically went into this blank. Yes. Uh, Jumper Cables, yeah. we had a, a long discussion about this, and uh, we we went over some some possibilities of things that might happen and might not happen. Yep. And uh, you, um, I guess the scenario that happened in the film, you kind of were hoping that they didn't do that. Um, so. Well, here's the thing: is is I don't know why. I was uh, such a doof about this, but uh, when they said, because remember, this was originally pitched as Infinity War Part 1 and 2, mm-hmm. and they said, okay, no, it's not Part 1 and 2, they're separate movies, I believed them maybe a bit more deeply than I thought, so yeah. I thought I thought I was expecting this to be self-contained in a way that wasn't dependent upon the second one to kind of resolve things. Yeah. And in some sense, this is self-contained in that way, but there's, there's going to be a clear, there's clearly going to be a resolution in the second one to the events of this first one. Um, if I were thinking about it as, okay, screw what they say, this is part one and two, then I'd have been happy with this ending. 
Um, really, the thing I was dreading is something that might happen in the next one. What's that? Um, the one thing I don't want to see in whatever they're going to call Infinity War Part 2 is Deus Ex insert character here. Having said that, I think there's reason to believe that that won't happen. Why do you think that? Um, because I think I I think that the role of Adam Warlock in Infinity Gauntlet is basically going to be divided amongst uh, some number of characters. Um, I think I've already seen some aspect of it in Doctor Strange. Um, yeah. And I think we're a bit of it's going to go into Captain Marvel just to kind of uh, beef her up. And I'm not sure. Maybe Gamora might have some aspect of that, too, being inside of the Soul Gym, which was so, an aspect of Captain, not Captain, sorry, uh, uh, Adam Warlock's character as well. Yeah. So, Joe, did you listen to the episode that we did? Not yet. No. <laughs> Huh. Well, uh, anyway, I guess as somebody who read a couple of issues of Infinity Gauntlet um, and basically went into this blank, what did you think of this movie? Well, what did you think was going to happen before you saw this movie? Well, what I thought was going to happen was mm, pretty much I didn't know anything that was going to happen. Really. I, I just knew that there was going to be this big purple guy named Thanos <laughs> who needed to collect all the the stones and then once you had the stones you'd just be like a godlike person who could do anything he wants but that's pretty much once all he got all i knew stones he'd be able to make a wish yeah that's right i mean outside of that i came into this pretty much just blank like completely but i actually liked a lot because i my mouth had dropped so many times so mm-hmm. i and i rarely 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 ever happens in a movie for me anymore and that I was just, I had a lot of like moments of like, whoa, did that really happen? So I, I thoroughly enjoyed it for those moments that like all the people who died and just the things that were happening and the ending, like everything just like one thing after another, I got more and more excited and more and more into it. So I'm glad that I kind of came into it with no expectations or any real backstory or anything. Yeah. There's a case to be made that. The first time I, I saw it, uh, there were definitely a lot of gasps, uh, especially in the end. People were very, yeah. very shocked and upset, mm-hmm. and I was glad to be a part of that in the movies because it it really. I mean, this movie was just so big. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, it it feels and they handled it very well. They, you know, I always said Civil War was kind of a Avengers was kind of a miracle that they pulled off and then civil war was this insane miracle that shouldn't have worked. There was too many characters and it worked and they, they did it again. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I knew they would, but yeah, it's, it feels like, a this is like the movie event of our time. Like I feel like people a little bit older of us had like the empire strikes back and we got this. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like, yeah, center centerpiece where the heroes are just completely destroyed at the end of the film, but mm-hmm. you know they're gonna be back. Hans and Carbonite, Luke lost his hand. <laughs> Vader's his father. Like, how the fuck are they gonna resolve this? Yeah. Um, 
So that's kind of where we are in the Marvel universe. And it's the, the interesting difference here is that we get a year off, but we also get to live in that universe a little bit in that year off. So like Ant-Man and the Wasp is going to be taking place inside this world where half of the universe's population is just gone. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I guess uh, Venom's coming out too, but I guess that's that doesn't count uh, from what I've heard. Yeah, well, yeah, they were a ways into it before the combining, so there's not a lot they could have really done. I mean, maybe they can like retcon some stuff later, but I, I think they it's weird. It's weird that this movie has kind of defined what Sony's doing in a mm. way. It's like, so Sony is basically. Basically, there's the MCU and there's like the Sony Spider-Man universe, and Tom Holland is like a weird bridge in between. In between, uh, from what I can tell, at least that's what I think is going on. Well, they also got the uh, X-Men continuity. That's like, while a distant second, really the only thing that compares to the that's, MCU. Yeah, but that's Fox. That's like a totally separate. Oh, okay. Yeah. Separate thing. Like they own that now, but it's those things are still super separate. Uh, yeah. Which is weird because I feel like I've been seeing people talk online about kind of doing the same thing with Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Like it's like ah, Deadpool doesn't matter. Like we can put him in these. Joe, like, how did you take it? You said you were kind of. I know. Were you shocked? Were you? I mean, when you walked out of the theater, like, what is your expectation going forward from here? Uh, my expectation is that I'm, I'm sad, but also very happy, confused, but also excited and curious. There are all kinds of emotions flowing through my mind and everything. It's just, I mean, it's just, when I walked out of that theater, um, the first time I saw it with my family and my, like my mom and brother, they're like super into like they up and like, I mean, up until the moment when this movie came out. They like almost every single day were watching tons and tons of YouTube videos discussing Avengers and like the all the comics and everything. My brother has been reading the comics and I mean they just they just been consuming large and large amounts of of just everything related to this movie and the sh- uh, and just the characters and everything. So um, the way they came out of it, like they were just my brother was actually disappointed in a lot of stuff, but then again he's been obsessively for the past like year or two just hyping himself up for this movie and consuming every single little bit that he could get about, you know, a leaked script, um, just like anything he could find for this. He's been just, <laughs> like just consuming uh, it. Um, I and remember then, like, those days. Well, I mean, and also, I mean, but he was actually like, my mom was okay with it. Um, uh, she didn't like, she had a lot of favorite characters because she likes all the movies and all the characters too. Um, so one of her characters died and she, she really didn't like that. But the thing my brother hated the most is that they, the way they portrayed certain characters, it just like he hated it with a passion. Like he could not stand it. Like what um, characters? characters? So he reads like all the comics and maybe you guys probably knew it too because you were reading the comics too. But he said the way they portrayed um, all of the, I guess, Thanos's uh, the, Black Order. <laughs> the Black Order. He said the way they portrayed the Black Order was completely wrong and they kind of didn't really show how powerful they really are. And they kind of just made them, they got killed off really easily when in the comics, 
apparently he was telling me they're way, way more powerful than that. And they actually kill some of the, the heroes. And like, he was just saying like, they way like they underpowered them way too much. And like, he was also telling me that, uh, like they're Joe, like they're way more interesting. Like the guy who was like, I guess, um, the, it was like controlling things with his mind or I don't oh, know what he the, was doing. Uh, space crypt keeper. Yeah. Apparently like he, in the comics, like just by, just by speaking, he's able to control people's minds. And yeah, basically he was just telling me that they just didn't show how powerful they truly are. And I was yeah. like trying to tell, I was trying to tell him that if they did show as powerful as you're explaining to me, the movie would probably be over. Yeah. A lot there, sooner. There'd be no need for the infinity gauntlet. That, that yeah. could be a movie yeah. in itself. Yeah, I so no, I didn't. So in the stuff we read, those characters mm-hmm. were not even there. They yeah, were. They're, they're from a uh, different. Uh, yeah, they're from. They're from that. Is it? Was it that newer Infinity War? Yeah, I'm guessing it's like the Jonathan Hickman stuff that was done okay. in like the early, more recent history. Yeah. Um. So they weren't really. They weren't really involved in. Um, and the ones you guys were reading. And the stuff we read, the stuff we read, it was mostly just Thanos. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, but, I think the problem was that my brother was coming from it from like a super fan's point of view, like just you know the one that just consumes every single yeah, comic. Yeah. Every How old is he? Um, he's sixteen now. Mm-hmm. Um, what is but, you? You said you, your mom was uh, bummed about somebody dying. Who was that? Yeah. Yeah. So she is a huge, huge fan of well, the very first person that died uh loki she liked loki like a lot um because you know his nature being a trickster and all that stuff she thought it was great in the first avengers and um she just likes his character and uh, so when he died i mean she just she man she almost like she says she almost cried she really I, liked him a I can't lot why i was super bummed too and it's not even just because i was like super into loki so much mm. as He's finally being the good guy, and not right. just like kind of good to save his own ass, like like all in for the first yeah. time ever. And I'm like, it's like I'm proud of him as he's doing all this, and then <laughs> he gets killed for it. It, I was like down there on the floor with with Thor, just <laughs> this sucks. Yeah. I do want to point out he didn't die first. The black dude died first. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Heimdall ate it. Yeah. Um, um, and that was kind of sad. I mean, I, that I whole will say scene that, is so defeating. Yeah. Mm. It's a, it's a, I really love the way the film starts like that. Um, I, my criticism of that scene is that I kind of feel like you want to save Loki loki's death and mm-hmm. heimdall's death for somewhere in the middle of the movie or at the end it just felt like that happened and it's like okay moving on like <laughs> oh, it's tony stark and pepper what are they doing like, well that it, that scene establishes thanos for people who don't really know or have an idea of thanos yeah it it does like i get that but still i, f- I feel like loki deserved a little bit more Red. um than that like they gave it to him but it wasn't like in a grand fashion yeah um, yeah but yeah i mean my mom and brother were coming at it from a super fan point of view i was coming at it from just um i know a little bit about these the core set of heroes but outside of that it was i none of all this other stuff was completely new to me and because of that 
it was just every moment was just shocking and exciting. I, I had such a great time and leaving the theater just made me have like so many questions and just even more excited for the second, the second half or second part or whatever you want to, what they want you to call it. Um, so yeah, this is lives, lived up to all the hype that I, I guess I created for myself, which really was not. Yeah. So I guess watching it the first time, I, I've mm-hmm. seen it twice now. I watched it yeah. again yesterday. The yeah. first time, by the end of the film, you kind of realize that Thanos is the main character. Um, and the yeah, director is... They could have right. called this Thanos Quest. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, that's what exactly uh-huh. what it was. It's kind of... I, I think I mentioned on the last episode that I think that's probably what this movie is going to be. Um, and it was. He, he, The directors even said it, like... He takes the hero's journey like he's the kind of unit like part of the the magic of the you know getting all of these characters together in a story that's cohesive and makes sense is that Thanos is the center of it he's kind of the protagonist and all the characters kind of come together because he is there and that's why the story works like structure wise mm-hmm. um uh, but he's a we talked about this on the last episode a lot about how in the comics he, he was his whole motivation was to balance the universe for death who he was in love with um and she is resentful because uh more people at that time more people were living than had ever died and she felt that there was a great imbalance and she wanted Thanos to fix that for him and he wanted her to love him so that's the way he did that and for me that was airtight in the comics like motivation wise and here they changed it so that Thanos believes it's like a moral yeah, reason it's for like him a philosophical standpoint yeah based on his own experience i i think it's it's fine like i i see that it works um i this is like my main issue with the movie is his motivation doesn't really makes sense now there's kind of a counterpoint to that um because if we're going by comic logic like once he like so he he, there's basically his logic is that all these living beings are suffering because there's too many people living and there's not enough resources to go around so if we have the populations then there will be an abundancy of resources but if we if the gauntlet works the same way as it does in the comics, which there are some subtle changes, um, then he can, he obviously snaps his fingers and, and, and achieves his goal at the end of the film. But, uh, my question is why doesn't he just snap his fingers and make more resources, make more planets, make, you know, make more, whatever, like make more because he can do that. He's the well, power of a God. He's kind of omnipotent. Because now, I, the, problem never ends then it does but he's he's a god and he can live forever with a gauntlet he can what i'm saying he wants that like he'll literally be doing that indefinitely um you increase the number of resources to you know appease the number of people and then that population doubles and here we go we're back at the issue again Time right, to double can, it again, double it again, double it again. No, he doesn't. But end? he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to double it. He can quadruple it. He can make it. You know, like and, forever. He can do whatever he wants. Um, and also that logic as well is like, 
okay, eventually he's just going to have to keep snapping his fingers and keep having the population. Well, I guess either, so by that logic, uh, neither solution is a sure fix. You either keep having the habit or keep having to double it. Yeah, but one way, both ways, it's a job. And one way, you're not slaughtering a bunch of living beings. But um, which he does seem sad about to be doing. Yeah, but well, the other thing is, is like the reason why he's doing is because the ones who are existing are suffering. Like he's just prolonging the, to play devil's advocate. He could just be prolonging the suffering by doubling the number of resources. They're good till they run out again and then start warring and killing and deteriorating. Yeah. And it's got to fix it again. I just still don't buy it because it's, you don't have to like double it. You can just either keep doing it or you can like make it times a hundred. Like, because he can do anything. Um, well, and this was, I'm, well, yeah, the, go ahead. But there was, there's a, a like there's like a, a bit of dialogue kind of in the film that's small where he he doesn't relate it to the gauntlet but he says that the universe is finite and it has finite resources mm-hmm. he doesn't like make mention of the like i feel like he he could make infinite resources with the gauntlet but he he doesn't so they kind of like mention it in like a side manner but they don't say that they don't outright say that, like, oh, yeah, the gauntlet can only manipulate, like, things that are already existed or something. Like, if they did that, I would kind of buy it more. If they were, like, you know, it can't break the rule of physics that matter cannot be created or destroyed, only transferred. Like, Yeah, well, if, he, if, never, he never manifests anything. Like, everything he does with the gauntlet is altering to some degree. He makes bubbles. During time, he yeah he changes something in the bubbles. He changes uh, Quill's bullets in the bubbles. Bubbles come I, out of the gun instead of bullets. Yeah, so I don't think that you ever see him manifest something out of nothing. He can change one thing into another. Yeah, so we kind of talked about that a little bit on last episode. Is that they might have to nerf the gauntlet, and I feel like that might I, be what they've done. I don't know. See, that's the thing. I was thinking about that, and I was actually pleasantly surprised. I don't think they've nerfed the gauntlet so much as uh, given it a power level relative to the scope of the MCU. Uh, The Infinity Gauntlet of the comic seems bigger, but that's because the established universe of the comic is by leaps and bounds bigger. Well, just the fact that he doesn't consider making resources, like, let's assume that he can't do that. I'd consider that nerfing it a little bit. But one of the bigger things that I noticed was, I don't know if in the comics we saw this to be true, or if they made it, like, did this just for the movie, but he has to close his hand to use the gauntlet. I liked that. Yeah. I liked that an interesting touch it, it gave it a weakness um, well yeah it also just gave you an idea of how like some aspect of its use like it's literally a device that has to be manipulated to some degree the gauntlet isn't just yeah. a thing that holds the gems yeah because uh, then you um you avoid uh 
the weird thing that happened in Infinity, the Infinity War comic where Adam Warlock was able to manipulate the gauntlet that Magus was wearing by touching it. Yeah, but Magus also didn't have the reality stone, so he was kind of a little more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, the two of them were effectively the same guy, so there's something there. But if you have that capacity in the comp, in, that's a lot harder to like write around in a movie. Yeah, I mean, they did a really great job with everything. These are just kind of like little things that are kind of always going to bother me. Mm-hmm. Same way, um, a lot of people have pointed out because um, <laughs> it happens over and over again in the film. Somebody getting a limb cut off by those portals um, in the beginning they do it and then when the monsters are climbing <laughs> through that thing why didn't Doctor Strange just open a portal around Thanos's hand when they had him and cut that shit off he had the reality stone by then could he have well when they when they kind of were yanking him around he could have done it but I mean at the very least I would have liked to have seen him try and like Thanos yeah. kind of block it or something yeah like if he had the space stone he could have like lifted or something like that yeah uh, um so yeah that one those ones kind of like it's a really tough thing to convey like with the with the the deck that they're playing with mm-hmm. um but they they pulled it off I mean, joe was there anything that bothered you um there were a bunch of little i mean when i saw it the second time even after the first time i had a bit more time to kind of i was just letting it just really thinking about a lot of different parts of it and yeah i mean there were lots of things that i was kind of wondering why did they do it that way like for instance um i still don't know what well i think i understand but it still really bothered me that um strange gave the time stone to him i i, I think i understand why he did that but it still seemed like a really stupid thing because he could have just controlled time and they could have gotten the, the gauntlet off of his hand. I mean, I just, I don't, I don't understand well, why he did well, that. Remember, Joe, remember the bit where Strange was kind of like looking like he was having like an epileptic seizure. Oh, no. That, oh, he, no. I, that, oh, no. I, that's why I said I understand why he did it. Yeah. Because like you said, there was only one path and it just so that the path where everyone had to, you know, die. And that's probably the right path. Yeah, there was only but, one where they succeeded. Yeah. Chances are. Um, him trying to utilize time to thwart Thanos at that point was something he foresaw. Yeah. But I mean, like, even when the girl was on his head and he was kind of just out of it, uh, I mean, right there seemed like the perfect opportunity to uh, maybe slow time around him or something. I mean, he could have used it and then they could have just pulled that thing right off. But once again, you know, maybe there could have been some other chain of events that happened where maybe he gets the gauntlet back and destroys everything. So, and, I mean, like, once again, I understand yeah. why it had to go down that way, but it just it just seems... Eh, oh, a lot of this yeah. will, either, will either make more or less sense with the second movie. Yeah. And so right now, we're kind of, like, on the bad end of Strange's Gambit. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a really strange pickle. Um, because... <laughs> On the one hand, they give an out for all the reasons why they didn't do things that would have made a lot of sense and probably would have seemed like they would have like mm-hmm. been able to fix this problem. Like it's like okay, he peeps all the possibilities and there's only one and this is his plan and like 
But at the same time, if your audience is going, why don't they cut it off? Why doesn't he use the time stone to do this? Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of like, I don't know. I don't want to say it's, I don't want to say it's bad writing because they like did the best they could. I mean, they were juggling so many different stories that I applaud them for. I mean, that that right there within itself, I I, I can't imagine that was an easy thing to do. I mean, jumping from, you know, you know, Tony's Tony and Strange's and like all of their story and then jumping to, you know, the people back on Earth. And they, I mean, they were just like going through maybe I, what, like three different three different stories going on at once. And then they have. Yeah. So, so I mean, for what they were doing and they're trying to still make it work with the second part or all that stuff. I mean, they did fantastic, fantastic job. But, but yeah, I mean, there's still like a few things like for the other thing, too, also with Strange, where in. You know, um, one of the really big guy, one of the, I guess the order people, um, how he, how his hand got chopped off when it went through the dimensional portal thingy. Well, why didn't they just do that with Thanos and just chop him in too? Yeah, Mike was I mean, saying like, that. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> so, well, if I can, um, not necessarily uh, offer a counterpoint so much mm-hmm. as. Uh, what you guys are talking about now has been the reality of the comic book nerd for God knows how long to the degree that, you know, it's been like a punchline in mm. so many forms of media. There's always uh, folks who read these comics having these philosophical debates about whether or not blank could have happened due to this person's power set versus the other. Yeah. Now we're just introducing that element, that that sort of quandary to the movie-going audience, to the casual fan. Yeah. Now everyone gets to have that nerd argument. Yeah, which is kind of neat. Pretty funny. The Instagram was just full of weird memes about this movie. Well, it's it's kind of funny because the second time I saw it, I I went to go bring my girlfriend to go see it, and she is completely with. I mean, she knows nothing. The only thing she knows, she didn't know who Captain America was. She doesn't know. Who's Spider? I mean, the only one she has the slightest idea is Spider-Man, and that's only because you know she probably saw him somewhere here or there. But um, why did you bring her to this movie? No, because what I because you she's know she's trying I, to I, culture her up, Mike. You know, yeah, because, but you gotta start well, with like the other. Well, let me let me explain. I mean, I mean, this isn't the first superhero movie that she saw. I mean, I kind of built her up to it a little bit. She um the first one we saw was uh, Thor Ragnarok. She saw that one. Then she saw Black Panther. Then she saw um, Sp- uh, Spider-Man. We saw Spider-Man. So, um, so I kind of I built her up a little bit to it, and I was like really, really interested to see, you know, what did she? Because she didn't know who Iron Man was. She, she really was on the other side of this. I mean, yeah. she had like no idea who any of this. And I was after the movie was over, I asked her like, so what did you think? And um, she, she just looked at me really sad and says, they, they killed them all off. Joe, you. You showed me these, you like introduced me to these heroes and they killed them all off. This is incredibly depressing. Why did you take me to see this? So, 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 I mean, and I mean, the only one she had a connection to, she had a connection to the Hulk and Thor through Thor Ragnarok. And she got really excited for them and she was pointing them out and like, you know, saying, oh, like, I know who they are. But I mean, outside of that, um, I mean, I asked her, like, okay, outside of this being really depressing and all the heroes that you finally got to saw getting murdered and killed off, I mean, what did you think of the movie? And she says, you know, I thought it was, I thought, she said she actually enjoyed, okay, she said she actually enjoyed The Flash and the Justice League more. So that's what, 
I went to go see that too. She says, Joe, I like that more because it's funny and the flash was funny. I said, Oh, but what about like any of the heroes here? Do you like anyone here? And she says, well, I like the Hulk. He was cool. I remember him uh, in Thor, uh, but that's, yeah, that's about it. So yeah, I mean, I guess maybe I should have shown her a bit more and I asked her about black Panther. Like, what did she think of that? When she saw that, she says, oh, it's fine. They were fine. But she was really connected more to the Hulk, I guess, and Thor because she thought they were funny. Um, but, yeah, but more so the Flash. She was she kept bringing up the Flash. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, so so overall for her, um, having zero knowledge of this really, she just thought it was a very depressing movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. funny because I I thought about what you would have to show like a newcomer to get ready for this because. Mm-hmm. I thought about making my mom watch this, but I she would probably hate it. But I I don't know. It comes down for me. I think you would have to show somebody Civil War for Ragnarok, mm. and and uh, that's that might be like the bare minimum. You oh can get yeah, away the, with. the barest yeah. essentials to really. Uh, you this. should yeah. The barest I think would be like the Avengers movies, Civil War, and Thor. Um, but yeah. Anyway. <laughs> what were you guys' audiences like? Um, the first and second time, first time that people were a bit more because we saw it on the Saturday, like after the premiere, you know, it was on Friday. People were not loud and like screaming, but you could tell when each of the the big moments happened. Like everyone was kind of gasping, like <gasps> kind of thing in the theater. So they were doing that and they were clapping at moments. At the very end of the movie, everyone like stood up clapping. So they. They thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a bit more calm of a crowd the following weekend, um, but there people were still clapping at the very end. Not as many like big moments where people were like reacting to stuff, but definitely clapping at the end. Mm. A lot more people stayed for after the credits um, in the second time around than the first time. Yeah, the the first time I watched it, nobody fucking got up. Like after that yeah. ending, and then like. The credits, nobody got up. It was very yeah. satisfying. Uh, what about you, Jumper Cables? Um, my audience was very giggly. They were just <laughs> all about all the all the jokes. And uh-huh. not to go too far off a tangent, I think uh, the use of humor in this was amazing. Especially yeah. the way it balances out all the dire stuff and tension. So, uh, no, that's not a, not a tangent at all. This is it was funny. It was good. I, I fucking some of my favorite jokes in here. Some of the jokes that I think didn't work in other movies, I think work really well here. Mm-hmm. Like the the rocket, like wanting to steal people's body parts thing. I've always just been like, <laughs> all right, I, I I get it. It's a yeah. It wasn't really funny, but here when he's you know when he's saying it to the Winter Soldier, yeah, and it's just like of course, but. And when like, he pulls out the eye to give to Thor, yeah, that that was great. And that was one of my favorite things about this was was Rocket and Thor. Like, uh, I don't know, Thor's been kind of underrated as like a comedic entity, but mm-hmm. actually, because I rewatched the entire MCU before this, um, I think Thor, the second Thor, is is pretty. He's pretty funny in that. Mm-hmm. It's actually um, funny in the first one. Yeah, because. A lot of people talk about Ragnarok being a departure from the other two. And it kind of is more in tone, but I don't think Thor really changes. Like, no, he doesn't. 
the kind of humor he's displaying, he's displaying more of it, <laughs> but that sort of humor was always present in him. He's like, he's constantly switching between like noble warrior and buffoon, like happy buffoon. <laughs> yeah. I would watch a whole movie of just him and rocket and Groot. Yeah. But what we got here was great. I love that he calls him Rabbit. It just makes me smile and laugh every time he does it. It's yeah. so endearing. Um, also, giant midget. Something I <laughs> never knew that I wanted. That I, You know what? That's, that's the only kind of dwarf I want to see now. Because I was like, oh, a dwarf. Okay, here we go. We got tiny people. Whoa! <laughs> I like this. cool. Yeah. Giant Dinklage. Yeah. That was great. He's like three Thors high. <laughs> yeah. Um, like that aspect, I watched, uh, I hadn't seen Ragnarok before I went into Infinity War, whereas I watched it recently. And um, I like it. I appreciate uh, what they did with it. feels very inspired. But I kind of miss what they could have done with Thor. Like, looking at the scenes from uh, Asgard and certain scenes from the other films, like I kind of wish Thor had been more the in that closer to that genre of high fantasy that it kind of appears to be, uh, you know, in the same way that, you know, Dr. Strange is this uh, magic thing. Iron Man's technological deeper into the genre. You mean? Yeah. Deeper into like the separate genres. Whereas my only yeah. real problem with Ragnarok is it feels too much like Guardians with with demigods, I guess. Yeah, I, I really like that movie. But yeah, I, I see what you're saying. It's kind of one of the reasons why I actually like the first Thor a lot. Yeah. Is it, um, a little too much Earth stuff, but when it's not on Earth, it's very, you know, they got Kenneth Branagh to direct it, and it's very Shakespearean. Yeah. Um, like really, I just wish those uh, other two movies had spent more time, if not re- revolve around stuff happening in Asgard. Um, I actually went and saw Black Panther again the other day, and uh, him and Thor are kind of similar. They're both kings. There's all this kind of royal drama, and mm-hmm. Black Panther is actually pretty Shakespearean as well. It's yeah, fighting for the throne and like father issues to the point where he's actually commuting and speaking to his dead father, like. So those two are actually, like, kind of have that in common. So did you guys have uh, favorite characters, favorite arcs in this movie? Um, I don't know if it was just due to the humor. I felt myself um, way more attached to the Guardians. I can't really, I can't quite put a finger on why. Maybe it's Gamora's involvement. And yeah. maybe it was just like the humor they provided always being like wanted in the face of like the dire crap either being implied or actually going on. Yeah, they played really well with every everywhere they went. All the characters that they met, they just mm-hmm. worked really well. It was it was just like a joy because they're I think they've been the most isolated from everyone else. Like, yeah. Doctor Strange is not an Avenger, but we saw him in Thor Ragnarok. Spider-Man's not an Avenger, but Iron Man was there. He was in Civil War. Like, the Guardians have n- never really gone to Earth, mm-hmm. with the exception of Peter Quill at the beginning of this story. 
Yeah, they haven't uh, really interacted with the rest of the universe. Yeah, but they they fit right in, and that was just that was kind of like the dream crossover here. Like mm-hmm. seeing the Winter Soldier pick Rocket up and spin him around while they both fire their guns was like I didn't I didn't know I needed that, but that was great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think they they made the right call using Thor as the bridge to them meeting up with the rest of the universe since they both kind of in inhabit a close enough space that the two running into each other made sense. Yeah, I like that the you know, they and they kind of the guardians go all over the place and Thor is very familiar with, you know, the rest of the galaxy and the universe, like so they are just like, Oh, like that place? I thought that was a myth. Oh, they're going to nowhere, like you gotta go to nor nowhere, we gotta go here and like you know, I understand Groot because they taught it as an elective on Asgard. <laughs> all, all that kind of shit. Yeah, uh, Teenage Groot was surprisingly funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like Teenage Groot. What about you, Joe? Um, My favorite one was with uh, Iron Man, uh, Strange, Spider-Man, like that whole group of people. Hmm. That um, I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. Iron Man yeah. and Strange was really about to fight. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, the whole, and this with Spider-Man, like, that was, man, Spider-Man really looked up to Iron Man. I mean, just, oh my lord, that, that was, that was the, the scene where he faded away, and that was the most depressing. Yeah. Heartwarming, uh, but depressing. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember where I heard this uh, interesting theory as to why, as to why uh, Spider-Man was a lot more vocal about, basically about disappearing. Everyone seemed to just kind of display some confusion and fade out whereas he was terrified i mean obviously you want to you want to play up the fact that he's a kid just to just to let people know this is this is messed up right but um the theory the whatever around the internet is that the fact that he was about to disappear was causing his spider sense to go off like crazy (laughs) which is why he was so aware of it and terrified no, um, that's an interesting theory. I don't, I don't, I don't think that's what they're really going for. But uh, I, I just think because he was so young, I would say. Well, he I was young. This, I would say he, If if the directors are asked, they shouldn't deny it because it works <laughs> that well. Yeah. No, I, I, I just think because he was just young and terrified. Well, no, no, that's probably why he, he uh, watched everybody else die. Yeah. Um, I think the the. One of the other keys to that is, and it's a uh, testament to Tom Holland, is that I've heard that he improv that scene. Mm. Um, so it was kind of all just came from him. Mm-hmm. Um, it also it also reminded me of that scene from Spider-Man when all that stuff fell on him and he was like screaming yeah. and he was scared and he was just so, I, you know, I, you know, he, he does such a he does such a damn good <laughs> job of just expressing, you know, that he yeah. is he is young and he's just not experienced with any of this stuff and yeah so i think that's where it was coming from yeah it, fact. it yeah. does create a very interesting kind of dichotomy in the audience where you go from wanting to see him protect other people to wanting to protect him yourself exactly yeah and that's really the perspective of tony you know he mm-hmm. tries to send him home at the beginning he doesn't want him there um, and it and it goes back to 
you know, you kind of see how, like, just fucked up Tony is by the end. He doesn't really say anything after it all happens. He just looks damaged. And if, I mean, if you go back to Homecoming, when they're, you know, after the, the boat scene, he's chewing him out. He's just kind of like, what if somebody had died? That it, that would be on you. But if you had died, I feel like that would be on me. And mm-hmm. it just happened. And you know, it was his idea to actually go to Titan too. He yeah, was the, the one that brought yeah. him there. Well, he's already been burdened with the death of one, and maybe who knows how many other people. Not to mention guilt over the whole Ultron thing. He's yeah. carrying a lot of weight, so I could see why he seemed to be so distant. Isn't the right word with Peter, but yeah, it felt kind of like you get a lot. You you get regret even over that in that scene. Mm-hmm. It's just so heavy. Yeah. That and I like that um, they showed the scene just slightly. It's probably not like spot on, but I think it was in the first Avengers. Maybe it was just the Ultron one where um, Tony's seeing it in the dream. That exact scene where he's just yeah. kind of sitting there and everything's all you know in flame. You know, like me sitting there on Titan and stuff. So like, and, and then that also kind of goes back to when he was saying that you know we was talking to Strange and saying. You know, he's been in my head for all this time, and I've I've seen all that. You know, it's just, yeah, he's he's got a lot that he has to deal with, and for it to all to finally come, that's why I thought when he said to Strange after he gave him the stone, like he didn't yell or scream at him. He just asked, "Why? Why? Why did you? Why did you do that?" It's like he just felt, he just like he just he lost, like it was over. That was it. It was done. God, I feel so bad for him. Oh. But that's why that definitely was my favorite story out of all the ones that they were going through. Because it's just for Tony, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We had, well, they also gave us that fake out. Um, oh, yeah. We got yeah. stabbed. Yeah, that too. Yeah, was... well, the the advertising was like really playing into everyone's ideas about, oh, yeah, it's going to be Tony or it's going to be Cap. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. and we didn't really get that much out of Cap. No, yeah, we got a bit of Tony, but um, but and it looked like they were gonna give Cap, you know, like we got the moment where he's kind of holding his hands, but Thanos just kind of punches him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes me worry. I like this is I I think it's coming in the next movie. Like mm-hmm. they could be fucking with this. I, I want to say that Chris Evans is on record as having said that, yeah, the, the next Avengers one is my last one. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm guessing we're going to get more focus on Cap there and really all of the core Avenger team. Because yeah. you look at who's left, it's the original Avengers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I wonder if that's a coincidence. But um, I think that's intentional. Yeah. Yeah, it's for sure. Because I was kind of wondering after I watched the movie, I was like, oh, how did they do this? Did they flip a coin? Like, did they really write this randomly? Like, that, <laughs> would be, that would be interesting, but um, clearly all the original Avengers survived. Yeah, I don't think, considering the number of films in between, I think only one of them stands to be affected yeah. by the events. Um, well, two. Well, no, because Captain, uh, Captain Marvel's going to take place in the 90s. Yeah, but... Still, there's the the post credit scene here. Yeah, so you you might get some of it, but kind of like, like in First Avenger. Yeah, like it's not going to be 
so much that you really have to worry about it. I mean, all you got to really think about is who, what core members do you need for the beginning of the next movie? Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, I don't think it needed to be that carefully put together. Now, if they went with like something I'd like to do, I'd like to see, even though it would be a hell of an undertaking, would to go through a whole other phase of films. Yeah, before, that... before we get to the the uh, the uh, return bout with Thanos. Yeah, I mean, this really does feel like it should be like the end of a phase or something. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that would be interesting. I mean, I think it's interesting enough that they have, like, at least like one movie coming up between now and the next Avengers. I mm. guess there's there's two ish. Now this is, I mean, Jeremy Cables will have different answers to this because we've read the comics with Joe like what do you expect from the next Avengers or like what do you want to see or what do you think they're going to do well I'm actually a little worried um, the thing I feel like what they're going to do uh, and I I mean they don't really have a choice but I, I hope they don't do it because it's going to be so predictable and it's going to be so kind of annoying and boring is if they just basically, because the gauntlet itself looked like it was all burnt up and broken or something. I don't know what's going on with that. I don't know if it actually is broken, but it's not working, or if it's still working I mean, and it just got damaged. Or I, I mean, a, just... I made a point to to look at that yesterday mm-hmm. when I watched it again because somebody pointed that out and I missed it the first time. And I like he snaps his fingers, it does break, and then that's true. He, yeah, he kind of has his vision inside the whole gym and then comes out. Um, but then he uses it again. To, to escape mm. so i'm assuming that it still works interesting well if that's the case then yeah i'm not quite sure how they're gonna get it from him maybe they're gonna um i mean if marvel if, if captain marvel's gonna be in it maybe she's gonna help in some way because apparently she has incredibly insane powers as well and she's really strong so maybe she's going to help and get it from him and then i feel like they're, I feel like everyone is not dead. They're just in the soul stone or that realm or world or whatever it is. And they're just going to, they're either just going to get a hold of maybe get that stone off or like something like that and do some Dragon Ball Z shit and just bring everybody back. And then they're all going to take him down after that. Um, cause some, cause the stones are going to be missing from the gauntlet. So I feel like that's what's going to happen. And if that's what happens, I just, I, I mean, I don't know. That just seems a little too predictable. They just, mm draw everyone out the uh, soul stone and bam it's everyone's happy and back and they take them all and they take them down yeah so me and jumping have read so we know of course oh, yeah. that's what they did in the comics basically yeah. um mm-hmm. they're, they're not really in the soul stone gamora's in the soul stone i think it's because she got traded right um but yeah my i mean obviously they're gonna bring they're not gonna like Black no. Panther. They're not gonna lose out on out. another yeah. another two billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, yeah, no. Black yeah, Panther no. and Spider Man got movies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ant Man uh, and all them. Yeah. Um. So my thinking on this is like, obviously they'll get the someone will get the gauntlet and fix everything. Um. Yeah. We didn't see any cosmic beings who were a big part of the first movie, but maybe we'll, maybe we'll get something like the living tribunal. Um, um, I think the closest thing we got to a cosmic being right now is captain Marvel. Right. Uh, 
but I got some I got some theories about that. Yeah, you know. well, that's what I'm saying is maybe we'll see like something in Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. um, and maybe Adam Warlock will show up. But I think that's gonna get saved for Guardians three. Yeah. Um, so my thinking is, unless they introduce cosmic beings who can kind of change the laws of reality, kind of rule that the 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 gauntlet can no longer be used together. Um, where you would have like somebody gets it, like fixes things, and then they rule that this thing can no longer be used that way anymore. Um, and then you know, then you can actually kill people who mm. don't want to renew their contracts mm-hmm. um, <laughs> without without having to, to about. Well, why don't they use just just use the gauntlet to bring them back? Um, so you can do that or. The other thing I was thinking is maybe you could have Thanos or somebody do some kind of trickery just with the gauntlet itself. Be like, yeah, I'm going to do this now, but I'm also going to, like, kind of what Adam Warlock did, mm-hmm. um, where he he was like, I have too much power. I'm going to spread these gems out. Like, I want them. Like, I'm even going to divide myself. So maybe somebody could do that to the gauntlet mm-hmm. th- themselves. Um, yeah, because it seems like... It just seems they're gonna. It's just such a tightrope. They're gonna have to walk to be like, yeah, we're gonna give these people that you love a heroic death, but mm-hmm. we're also gonna keep the idea that they could come back off the table because the gauntlet doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think they've set some things in motion to kind of be. Uh, the means through which they can either defeat Thanos or temporarily take him down. Um, I don't know how they're going to do it. My assumption is is that at some point the 50% of everybody thing is going to get reversed to some capacity. I think completely, honestly. And I think what I think is going to happen, if only because this seems like the best case scenario for the big fight is the reversal will happen then Thanos will retain the gauntlet or maybe an incomplete version. Something will happen where you get the reversal. Thanos has the gauntlet and you have the big fight again, or maybe you have the big fight and then they get the gauntlet. They bring it back and something like maybe they don't bring everyone back till after they've beaten Thanos. But yeah, I think they're going to bring people back, and I think the people who die will die fighting. Um, and that'll be how you get around. You get around, okay, why don't we just bring them back with the gauntlet? Yeah. The other interesting thing is, my dad kept saying this a lot. My dad really liked Thanos. He was kind of blown away by this mm-hmm. in the ending, and uh, I think a lot, a lot of people are really liking Thanos. Yeah. Um, uh, is that Thanos could just, you know, they did such a good job making him this, like, almost tragic kind of human figure that he could change his mind. Yeah. You know? I've heard some theories about that. Because I, I, I don't think that the next movie, they're not going to just be like, he's the villain, we got to go get him. Like, he went on this journey, and, like, we know who he is now, and there's no reason to believe that he won't go on another journey. Yeah. There's a possibility. Yeah, there's a possibility he may be on to something else when 
the remaining Avengers, you know, Avengers get together and decide, okay, we, we gotta, we gotta reverse this. He may be in the midst of doing something else. Like, uh, I think I watched at least one, maybe multiple YouTube videos where they kind of go into the idea that there'll be a big, more than a battle, uh, kind of like almost a philosophical debate between Thanos and maybe, maybe Tony, maybe strange, depending the, the basis for Tony being that that's why strange needed to keep him alive. Right. That would be really interesting. And um, it would, uh, it I guess it would do something with the kind of like both the growth and burden Tony's been having to kind of endure over the course of this franchise. In yeah. in that sense, you can kind of think of him as the main character of the Avengers films. Yeah, I mean, he, he kind of is. He's, he, he started it. He's the brains and Cap's kind of the heart. Mm-hmm. So have you guys uh, seen or like heard anything about the next film? Because they've shot it already. Yeah, it's all done. I... Mm. I saw. I was kind of farting around IMDb, and I saw some screenshots of like set photos. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if you guys, it's like mild spoilers, but it's just like so confusing. I don't know what it could could mean. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you guys want to discuss that. Uh, well, it's supposed to it's supposed to come out in May 2019, isn't it? I mean, it's next year. Yeah. I don't. I don't mind personally. Like right. I've uh, gone in on like the theory crafting and stuff myself, so I don't imagine it would be too much of a, you know. Yeah, Joe, do you mind if I bring up just like some onset stills? So there's onset stills that you can see on IMDb, and they're from Avengers Four, and it's it's the attack on Manhattan all over there. Like you can see. Chris Evans in his Captain America suit, like if you look closely, like his hair is like a little bit longer and he looks a little older, but he's, you know, clean shaven and it's then, um, and Ant-Man is there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, I don't know what that could be. Some kind of weird flashback or they, you know, Maybe obviously some they, being yeah. like thrown through time like they right. did in, in Gauntlet. Yeah. yeah. I just, I don't know what the fuck that could be or like what is, going on like i'm super intrigued by that mm. though i i love revisiting historical moments um in new mm. context and doing it kind of within the the mcu is like pretty intriguing to me so i'm curious as to what the fuck that, that means or what they're doing there no that could be really interesting i mean a lot of what i'm thinking about at this point is just how big is that fight gonna be because mm-hmm. there was there was like every kind of fight going on in this movie. <laughs> I mean, there was there was a fight where there wasn't even. I mean, Thor has a fight with a with a furnace, and I was all in on that. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. Some people have talked about how the next Ant Man movie might get sort of weird. Like they might learn more about the kind of quantic realm, and mm. that might kind of tie into things. Oh yeah, there's some stuff in there. Yeah. So, like, maybe there's some time travel going on there, or maybe the gauntlet sends people back. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, speaking of Ant-Man, they kind of explain away Ant-Man and Hawkeye with one line. Yeah, I bet Hawkeye comes back for the next one. 
I really hope so. I'm I like pretty Bogdan. sure it's going to be, we're going to open with a scene of him with his family and then someone dissolves. Yeah. Um, I, he's definitely not going to be happy about that. And he's going <laughs> to be mad. Yeah. Yeah. I like hockey people talk shit. But... Yeah, everyone likes to talk. I, I don't get why Hawkeye gets the shit and nobody says nothing about uh, Black, Black Widow. Widow. See, my friend that I went and saw it with the second time just would not stop talking shit about Black Widow. And I was Ooh. just like, she's great. Like, I like her. Like, yeah. uh, And I had to like kind of break it to him that like, if you don't think Black Widow and Hawkeye belong in the Avengers, then you shouldn't. You should you have need a to get the pro- fuck out of America. No, you need mm. to get Batman the fuck out of the Justice League. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Because um, I mean, he kicks aliens in the face all the time when he's with the Justice League. But and he kind of reneged his point. He was like, "Yeah, I guess you're." Well, not really. He was like, "Yeah, I guess you're right. Batman probably shouldn't be in the Justice League." <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> but, well, no. Uh, uh, I read. I can't remember what it was. It was an Avengers comic. It was during that. Uh, dark rain period where Norman Osborn was the president. A big problem. <laughs> I love that sentence. I want to see that in the MCU <laughs> at some point. Me too. Yeah. But um, at some point during that, there was, uh, there was a couple of reoccurring issues. And one of them was this group called the wrecking crew. They were, they seemed like small time guys, but they had enough super strength to go toe to toe with Norse gods. And the big issue with them is that someone created a device for them that selectively nullified powers. So hmm. they would show up and then, yeah, everyone's superpowers, but theirs or whoever they decided wanted to keep them would have them. So now it basically comes down to the non-powered characters since there's literally no change in them. And this is what they do. They, they fight, they, they, they exist to fight these battles where they're outmatched from the start. So in that scenario, you need them. Furthermore, these, you know, the big heroes, they can't do subtlety, both in regards to how big their powers are and in regards to that they're they're known quantities. Hulk's not gonna go sneaking around anywhere. Captain America might be able to do some spy stuff, but his face is recognizable. It's on one of the posters, it's everywhere. And most of these characters don't have secret identities. They're known. Yeah. So if you need some spy shit done, it, it's not going to be any of them. It's going to be Hawkeye and Black Widow. Yeah, and I I saw people... I saw a little blip that said they um, talked to 60 directors about a Black Widow movie. I um, wanted so means... a spy movie with Hawkeye and Black Widow. <laughs> so much. See, like, from I... the first movie. Well, it looks like we might get it. Um, I, I want to see her. This is what I wanted to see. This is what I commented on Twitter. I was like, I want that. I want that Winter Soldier and Black Widow history, and I want like Martin Campbell or Catherine Bigelow to do that. Mm-hmm. That would Martin, be sick. Martin Campbell did. Um, he did a bunch of Bond films. He did Goldeneye and Casino Royale. Um, oh yeah. And Catherine Bigelow did like um, her, her and Zero Dark Thirty and shit. But Strange Days. Yeah, <laughs> I still need to see that. She, she's overdue. Uh, before we wrap things up, I kind of want to just last thing I want to say is I really um, kind of uh, I was watching uh, Mark Bernardin's review of this movie, and he kind of was saying that he didn't buy uh, 
Gamora and Star Lord's relationship, but I actually bought it kind of a lot. Mm-hmm. I got kind of invested because I, having rewatched all the movies, like I kind of saw like she was kind of icy, but there's something there in the first Guardians, and then she kind of starts to open up a bit, mm-hmm. and you get the feeling that they're headed down that path at the end of Guardians 2 and in yeah. this movie it's like they're just like at the very beginning and but they've known each other for so long like I was kind of yeah even like, without like, the romantic element there's an attachment between the two of them yeah but there is that like I don't know I really bought it when she was like you know when they were on the ship together and then Drax is there watching them yeah <laughs> 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 Great. Yeah. Oh, that was yeah. so good. <laughs> yeah. But I, and then, you know, when they're with Thanos and he's like, and he, she wants him to kill him, and she finally just, that moment where she finally just straight up says it, it was like the opposite of that Han Solo and, and Leia moment. There's another reason why this movie's like The Empire Strike Back, where she's just like, I love you, like, so much, mm-hmm. more than anything. And he's like, I love you too. They just finally say it. I was a big fan. At that moment, that really worked for me. One of my favorite moments in that particular back and forth, and when Thanos said, "Ah, oh, the boyfriend," and he he didn't say that. He says, "Like, no, I'm like an ongoing booty call or something." <laughs> I, I forgot the yeah. line he said, but that was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, Star Lord was great. Titan killing long-term booty call. There you go. That's what it was. <laughs> it's great. No, uh, and then like even I like Star Lord was just he was fantastic. Like when they were um. They were trying to have a serious conversation where Thor came and he was in the background still going on about the whole weight comment. And just fine. I'm going to do a both whack. And like, just, yeah, it's great. Yeah. The jokes are corny, but he lands them all really well. Yeah. He can't eat dumbbells. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that kind of brings me to my next point. I've never been the biggest Zoe Saldana fan or Mm. the biggest Gamora fan, but I thought she was great in this movie. It kind of made me a fan. I'm ready to forgive her for that Nina Simone biopic. (laughs) (laughs) That I didn't see, to be fair. I didn't see it, so who am I to judge? That's that's a topic for another podcast. But I thought she was great. You know, her her relationship with Thanos Mm -hmm. um, is really core to this film, and her performance is really great. It's funny that it took the Russos to finally come in and get me, like, emotionally invested in Star-Lord and Gamora's relationship. Right. It was good. The other thing yeah. I, wa- I wanted to mention about was, it's related to that, is when they go to Vermeer and uh, meet the Red Skull. Yeah. That was, a, that was an interesting surprise. Yeah, it was a nice surprise. He's been doing like, hard time. crap, he's alive. <laughs> sort of. Yeah. Yeah. It is weird. It's, <laughs> it is funny. He's like, one of those dudes that gets sentenced to 80 years and finds some kind of, like, religion in the joint. <laughs> <laughs> so is the Kate part of your religion? <laughs> yeah, it was weird. It was funny. It looked like he was at the crossroads. I went down this whole train of thought where I was like, wow, oh, everybody really goes to the crossroads in here. <laughs> <laughs> See you at the crossroads. That would be funny. Like, I feel like I got to make a YouTube video now where his reveal... Uh, comes up and you hear that boom, 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 boom. Yeah, no, I, I want, I want crossroads, but I want all the dead Avengers to be on that mountain. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, maybe you played over a montage of everyone dissolving. <laughs> that was really like, cause, like seeing him again, I was surprised. Cause at first I was like, oh shit, is it death? And then I was like, oh, it's the Red Skull, and like he's mm-hmm. different. Cool to see him back. 
I was just going to say, like, going back to how you keep comparing it to, you know, like, for our generation, this is kind of like our Star Wars. I mean, I cannot think of any other movies that have been the scope of, you know, you know, the MCU and just Avengers. Because, I mean, when I saw that, the Red Skull, um, I was thinking, like, whoa, it's the Red Skull. That's so awesome that he's in the movie. But I was also thinking that, you know, he was in the first, you know, the very first well, was the, the Captain America movie, was that like the first movie? Yeah. No, Iron Man. It wasn't yeah. the first one. Yeah. Uh, was, how should I put this? He's, was Iron Man the first one? Or? No, I think, I think chronologically Captain America is supposed to be like first or something like that. Yeah, it takes but, place first. Um, but he but was I mean, like the third, third movie. It was yeah. the third movie? Okay, third movie. Yeah. But I mean, just like that they're... Actually fourth. The, the fact that they're, you know reaching so i remember that scene when red skull was getting thrown back in the dimension and all like you know with the stone and all that kind of stuff but just the fact that over that amount of time and how they've been planning all this and mm-hmm. piecing it together and just combine i mean i i don't think this kind of thing at this scope has ever been done i mean i know I, no, I mean it's just the the sheer amount of just like that i mean when i saw the red skulls like thinking like wow this is really happening they're really bringing it all together with all this like yeah. bringing in all these characters and it's just like god damn we are not gonna see something like this i mean dc is desperately trying with the justice league but they're not trying you know, hard enough they are yeah. they they they, <laughs> they do the see they do the thing all of these things like screw up on they don't mm-hmm. take their time they don't more than anything one of the bigger problems is that they don't set out to make a good movie first yeah and from there Let's say they make the good movie. Um, I, I don't care what anyone says. I liked Man of Steel. Fight me. Me too. Um, I fucking love that movie. Yeah, yeah. fight. But, uh, you know, they make Man of Steel. They're like, I'm like, okay, we'll have Superman just do movies and meet all these people. And I thought, okay, that's an interesting way to do it. It'll be like the cartoon. But how many characters do they cram into that Batman versus Superman and then they're like, okay, just do Avengers, not Avengers, just do Justice League now. And it's like, yeah, you screwed up. Yeah, I mean, they're trying to course correct. Um, Wonder Woman, obviously big hit for them. Um, mm-hmm. uh, generally positive feelings yeah. about that movie for most people. Um, Aquaman's coming. And yeah, like, Aquaman's, we'll uh, see what happens with that. I, I'm a little worried that we haven't seen a trailer for that, and it's supposed to come out at the end of the year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but um, Let's see. but yeah, uh, like, it's, yeah, it's ahead, James Wan, right? Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, um, mm-hmm. it's just it's the the reason why Marvel's kind of like in the class on their own. Um, yeah, there's a lot of series like series of films that have like a complexity of continuity, but um, none of them really have. All of them are chronological all of them really go in a straight line the closest mm-hmm. thing you have to a contender is x-men and even though you have some time jumping you can still place all of these things in a line yeah. right. whereas adventures you're forming a shape yeah you're not creating a line and you're like <laughs> making connections you're basically doing that thing the police do where they like take the points on the map and then have like the red <laughs> string all over the place yeah. yeah like if you're trying to like trace things from avengers together like that hard you got to do like that but really it's just kind of like novelties is a demeans it but it's kind of like there's a a joy to seeing the characters meet and interact and it's worlds coming together 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hopefully Matt Reeves can save the bat. Mm-hmm. He's done some amazing, amazing work with the Apes movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, is there anything else you guys want to say before we wrap this up? Um. So what did you guys think of the fights compared to the previous Avenger movies? Like oh, all the man, just just fight, just fight all mm-hmm. over that goddamn movie. Fight yeah. Thanos, fight this telekinetic Crypt Keeper guy, fight this big giant monster, fight Thanos again, fight Furnace, <laughs> fight Thanos again, and fight his <laughs> yeah. army, and then fight Thanos again. And <laughs> yeah, for me it was more like interesting things to look at rather than choreography. I think spectacle wise, Civil War's airport scene is still probably my my top like. Mm-hmm. fight to look at mm-hmm. but um in terms of an incredibly well-crafted sequence i think the winter soldier still has it for me that movie is so well paced and every single fight is incredible the nick fury uh car scene and the, the elevator scene like all that stuff is really good um but for me like my favorite fight in all of the mcu is still uh, the causeway scene where it starts on the bridge from the car and then all the way through Cap fighting Bucky in the street. Mm. That whole sequence is amazing. Like, that's masterfully directed. It's just perfect. Yeah, it is perfect so for good. Making. Um, I, got a, I got a theory on... I think there's going to be... Again, theory. I think there's going to be a fight that will top everything in the next... Uh, like, in Avengers 4. Some of this might be wishful thinking. But I feel like you could get this due to like some of the elements they've established in this film. Um, Mike, you remember the bit where uh, Thanos with the gauntlet is basically taking on all of the cosmic beings? Yeah. See, is we've seen, I want to say we've seen more than one way Thanos, even with the gauntlet, can be specifically hurt. The biggest one being Thor with fucking Stormbringer, mm-hmm. which, goddamn, I was hyped for that. Yeah. Uh, like we have Scarlet Witch who's displayed herself as being capable of destroying the gems. And you, we saw some of the fight with like Doctor Strange and that, that fight on Titan was so amazing. And what I'm hoping is that. That's my favorite get, one. So good. Yeah. Between that and the potential we have with the Hulk when he stops being a big, big, biggity bitch, um, <laughs> is, is we could get like the Avengers kind of like at at their peak, filling the space of those cosmic beings going at full power Thanos. And add to that, you have Captain Marvel, who's cosmic level entity. You know, we we could have some equivalent, some on-screen equivalent to that moment from Infinity Gauntlet, which is what I'm kind of hoping for. Like, Mm -hmm. if they do that and then try and pull the Deus Ex insert character here, I'll be okay if they can just give me that. Yeah, I want to see that cosmic battle. Joe, you didn't really uh, get to see that, but there's just amazing artwork in a, the Infinity Gauntlet arc, or just like all these crazy cosmic beings of mm-hmm. just like the embodiment of time and eternity and like the Living Tribunal and Galactus and. Whoa. Well, no, there. Living Tribunal uh, said, told everyone to kiss off. He wasn't getting yeah. involved, but Eternity got in there. Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to give him like an abstract idea of these yeah. fucking cosmic gods that Thanos just. Well, like, Joe, you remember of. Joe, you remember Galactus, right? Oh yeah, hey, man, Galactus. Like he's, he's in he's in the middle of that of the he's a, he's in the middle of the power level of those beings. 
that were going after yeah. Thanos. And- Jesus, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. But um, yeah, Avengers four. It's gonna be uh, no idea what to expect. Like after Captain Marvel, I think we'll have an idea of whether or not they're gonna go cosmic or or like what's gonna happen there. Mm-hmm. Um, but like at this point, it's like anything could happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know for sure like Spider Man and Black Panther are gonna come back, but like yeah. other than that, like I'm really excited to see what they're gonna do. I'm ready to be surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I usually. I mean, I, I, when you asked me before and I said, you know, they could just go the whole route where they bring everyone back and everyone's all happy and blah, 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 blah. I mean, I, I'm obviously people are going to be dying. Captain America, he's probably going to die. And then maybe a few others or something. But I really don't know how it's going to play out. I mean, it's yeah. just, I mean, the way, the way they ended this one when Thanos is just sitting there kind of looking really relieved and just like, yes, I did it. It's over. I succeeded in my mission. I mean, first of all, they don't even know where he is. I mean, I don't know because he just, you know, snapped his fitness up. He just I, teleported I, somewhere. I don't yeah, know where. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. They don't know. But um, yeah, and Gamora's dead. So I, I think that's supposed to be Gamora's home planet. Because earlier, yeah. earlier they kind of he shows them and he's like, it's mm. well, he shows them Titan, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At some point, he's like, "This planet I destroyed is now like flourishing." And yeah, doing... I think he was telling Gamora that when she was saying, yeah, yeah. "Killed half my people." Yeah, and right before he disappeared, yeah, he probably is on Gamora's planet because she was the last one. You know, her, well, when she was a child, you know that whole when she asked yeah. him, "Like, did you do it?" or whatever. So yeah, I'm thinking, yeah, she's, he's probably there. But but I mean, you got to think that. I mean, everyone's just kind of traumatized back on Earth, and Tony's yeah. just chilling alone on Titan. I mean, they all got to yeah. come. I mean, it's a mess right now. So <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's, it's I, yeah. I was a mess coming out of that theater. I was like, <laughs> my whole walk home, I was like, I don't know how to feel. I just <laughs> exactly. don't. That's, what I, that's exactly how I was. But like in a good way, not how I felt yeah. after Dark Knight. Well, no, see, I was completely blank and confused. <laughs> I was yeah. almost in a fugue state. Yeah. I wish we could have seen that together. Oh, man. But, uh, oh, to, to your point about them being traumatized, I, I do want to say is, like, they're not going to forget about, like, it is very Empire Strikes Back where, like, mm-hmm. yeah, we know they're going to be fine, but they're going to be changed. Mm-hmm. The people who are dead who are going to come back, like, that's... I think I think it was Mark Bernard and again, or, or somebody somewhere was like, what is that like to, you know, did they go to paradise or like bliss mm. or the afterlife yeah did they uh, just get completely nullified are they gonna come back and be completely traumatized because mm. of having seen death and not knowing what it was or having been i was gone i had no problems there was no worries and i've been pulled like, back why'd you to reality. bring me back <laughs> yeah. yeah i so mean some... and it, it's not even just limited to the heroes you're gonna have 50 percent of every population coming yeah. back in the state yeah. I hope they remember that. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> do you want to take bets as to whether this affects the the Netflix shows? <laughs> I'm, my money is on no, because yeah. how far are we into this and they're still dancing around it? Like it was yeah. cute at first with, oh, yeah, the incident, the guy with the hammer, the green oh. dude. Um, but like I, I got my hopes up when luke cage directly mentioned a plot point from a specific movie 
uh, it was Mac 2, yeah, where they were like, <laughs> yeah, we got that missing hammer tech. And I was like, ooh. Like, I thought that was going to be them easing in. And I think Misty talks with someone specifically naming. Did did she specifically name the Sokovia Accords? Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, so, like, like, Luke Cage had me really hyped for that for a minute. And then it seemed like everyone else forgot it, like, really hard. I mean, and also, too... Uh, I mean, if they're aren't they like in the the Bronx or something? Like, it didn't all didn't this movie take place in New York? So I mean, well, yeah, that was why like the incident was such a big deal. Like because yeah. the first the first Avengers was it was this big mm-hmm. thing that happened in New York. Like, there's yeah. plot points based around it. Like Kingpin <laughs> is buying up real estate that's cheap now because it got yeah. up during the yeah. incident. You know what I I hope they don't do is. Say and I, it's it's weird because they have the shows to worry about, but I really don't want them to be like, all right, we got the gauntlet, we just made everything back to normal, and nobody is any the wiser. Yeah, no one remembers it. That would be terrible. Which would uh. make, it would make the Netflix shows make sense. <laughs> yeah, that'd be an awful ending. You know, it's and funny. That's, is uh, is uh, the one show that I know will address it and probably have at least one, maybe two story arcs around it, is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Probably. Because the, the the sad thing is they don't let the characters from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. interact with the films, but the films directly affect Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to very interesting yeah. degrees. I do have to say I was a little disappointed. that Not really disappointed because there's so many, but, I mean, you could have given me a shot of, like, I guess not because they don't interact, but, of you know, Daredevil daredevil watching somebody fade away or, or like you know somebody mm-hmm. uh, you know it would have been nice just to see them like chilling somewhere yeah, <laughs> just yeah. To acknowledge that they're there but i, I don't mm-hmm. know just, they just feel like such separate entities at this yeah point. well i mean like if you really were to do it justice then spider-man would be factoring in to yeah. the street level <laughs> heroes a lot more it's even more complicated with sony involved though too mm-hmm or like Kingpin might show up and be like you know, a minor villain in the Spider-Man movie or something. Uh, or maybe Matt Murdock can show up and defend him. Yeah. <laughs> that would in be the She-Hulk so movie. Good. They'll probably make a She-Hulk Netflix show or something. Well, or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I was kind of hoping that they'd take this opportunity to erase some of the bad actors from those shows. <laughs> there's a lot of bad supporting cast actors. Like <laughs> as much as I love Foggy, Sometimes it's strained to watch him. He see he's more hit and miss with me than just yeah. how bad. He's grown on me, but there's there's at least a few in some of the other shows that I'm just like, oh, mm-hmm. you were. I, I don't know where they found you, but they I need to put glasses. you back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, where can we find you guys? You can find me <laughs> whenever that the show happens again. In you know, your car. Um, yeah, probably in my car. At work. At work. Uh, yeah. Twitter, NAGP. Returns. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Someday it will be back. There's some pretty awesome gaming news that's happened lately. Yeah, oh, so crazy someday. shit. I tried VR. Yeah, he did. Oh, yeah. oh was, shit! I tried sexy VR. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Oh man, yeah, there's all sorts of stuff happening. E3 is coming. We'll we'll put out another one for E3, but I yeah, I think I, I want to try putting out some of the classic episodes at least. Yeah, no, we will absolutely. I mean, it's like right around the corner too. I think it's like June fifteenth, yeah. or I, I don't know. It's like it's really close. Yeah, next month. Yeah. Where can we find, where can we find you, Jumper Cables? Uh, you can find me either lying on the floor or slogging through medical terminology on my laptop. And uh, in my rare moments of not having to break my back sideways or suffer through medical conditions, uh, I'll be on Twitter at NAG. No, at Full Topic Connect. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I'm sorry. I haven't slept. (laughs) (laughs) Me neither. Um, I am at Hyper90s on Twitter, and I'm just awful. You shouldn't follow me. I'm terrible. I just say terrible things and retweet. In what, in what way are you terrible? Oh, I just retweet unpopular opinions, and I have unpopular opinions, you know. But nobody really pays attention anyway, so it's all good. Uh, <laughs> Hyper90s, um, Facebook.com, Haylisten Radio, SoundCloud. Uh, you can go to HaylistenRadio.com. Uh, Twitter at Hey Listen Radio, um, and you can also follow us on Instagram. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it's weird. My main account is getting tons of spam followers, but not the Hey Listen Radio account. Weird. Well, no, uh, all the spam followers go to our SoundCloud. <laughs> someday, somebody will have listeners. But uh, mm-hmm. anyway, thanks for um, tuning in. And does a ball baby chili fries? Hey, he did it. <laughs> Yay, it's back. Yeah. Plenty of lizard men. The, there is an army of lizard men. They were like lizard Goro men because they had like <laughs> four and six arms. Oh, yeah. They were uh, feisty little guys. Don't look at me, white lady. I'm Joel.